today we'll be opening up the episode with a little bit of baseball talk. That's right. And we're also going to get into some of the biggest bets made in sports betting history. As well as getting a deeper look at the different sports betting strategies. Let's get right into it. You're listening to Borough Bets with your hosts, Zach and Mark. This podcast will explain some of the in and outs of sports betting. As well as our experiences that we've had so far with betting. You'll follow us on our journey and relive the highs and lows of sports betting that we have encountered. So with the start of the MLB season, we're going to get into some of the various different bets that can be made on baseball. This isn't just for the MLB, but it can include college baseball, Korean baseball, and any other baseball leagues offered on your particular sportsbook. To start off, one fan favorite bet that I like to take is zero runs in the first inning. I actually have been betting this a lot recently and I've found some decent success with it so far. I mean to hop on that train with you, but one bet that I mentioned last episode that I like to take from time to time is a a pitcher's strikeout count. I find it exciting to root for a pitcher to just gun down some batters. You can also bet more player props such as a person to record a home run, get a hit, or multiple hits. Another common bet for baseball is just taking a team straight up as well as the run line. Yeah, and the run line is basically really just another word for a spread that they use when betting in baseball. But some other bets with baseball that aren't really commonly taken are things like guessing the correct score and what team you think will be winning after a certain inning. Yeah, baseball is something that I tend to stay away from because of the unpredictability, but I do enjoy taking things like zero runs in the first inning or taking someone for a hit. Around midseason when the home run derby is going on, you can bet also bet on that, which is just the best hitters of the season during the time, and it's actually a great time to watch. All right, I think we covered all the bases on that one. Uh, let's get along into our next segment. For this segment, we're going to be going through some of the history of sports betting. We're going to take a look at the biggest bets placed in sports betting history. I could be wrong, but I didn't find anything bigger than this bet. And it comes from Mattress Mac, who is known for placing some insane amounts of money on sports bets. So this is probably the largest bet in the history of betting, I would say. This man placed $3.46 million on the Buccaneers to cover three and a half points. This paid out to $2.72 million. It's a major risk, but it definitely paid off in his favor. I can't imagine putting that much money down. That's crazy. Another outrageous bet was placed on Tiger Woods to win the Masters back in 2019. A guy placed $85,000 on Tiger Woods and it paid out a massive $1.2 million. I also found that it was his first bet ever placed and it was a winner too. That is just crazy. Yeah, well, not everyone can be that lucky, but those odds must have been massive for him if it paid out that much. Our next bet comes in from a man named Vegas Dave. Dave took a future bet on the Kansas City Royals to win the World Series. No sports book wanted to take all of his money at, the, at once, so he had to spread it out across multiple books. Kansas City ended up taking down the Mets in the World Series, and Dave walked away with $2.5 million. That's crazy, but I found this insane parlay that relates to me so much. A woman named Talia Polia decided to take a chance on a 15-leg parlay in the NFL, and it was reported that this was her only, her second ever bet. Her parlay featured nine favorites, five underdogs, and one over-under. Even though there was only $5 placed on this wager, it ended up hitting, and she took home $105,000 for her troubles. It is unclear how many times a 15-leg parlay has been hit, but I'm willing to bet it can be counted on less than two hands. I'm sorry to break it to you, Mark, but you probably will never see one of those hit. But never say never. I found another crazy future bet on Leicester City Premier League. This championship had Leicester City as massive underdogs, but this better was crazy enough to take them. I'm not sure about the conversions or anything because it's in euros, but he placed 100 euros on Leicester and ended up winning 200,000 euros. I remember that game back in 2015. They played a really good team and ended up winning. 
I also think that that guy walked away with around 204,000 US dollars. Something I found here that not many people may know comes from pro golfer Phil Mickelson. Back in 2000, he placed a $20,000 wager future bet on the Ravens to win the Super Bowl. That year, the Ravens ended up defeating the Giants in the Super Bowl, and it netted Mickelson $560,000. Well, we can only hope that he gave some of that money away to charity because he sure doesn't need it. We're going to keep moving along here and get into our next segment. All right, so we're going to be discussing some of the strategies that come with sports betting. You can start us off, Mark. First up is the Martingale system that involves progressively betting more every time you lose. For example, you started with a $100 bet and you lose, then you will double your bet. You will continue betting, doubling each bet until you're successful and you win. For example, you'll bet $100, then if you lose, you bet $200 and so on. By the time you arrive at the fifth bet, you'd be shelling out over $1,600. So the risk is high, but the gain, however, if you win, is very rewarding. So following that, this strategy is actually very similar to the Martingale strategy. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing this right, but it's called the D'Alembert theory. This one works a bit differently to increase your bets more slowly. The slower rise in stakes means that it's less likely that your bets will become impossible to bankroll and won't let you recover your losses as quickly as the Martingale strategy, but it definitely mitigates your risk. This method assumes that there's an equilibrium to be found in every money bets. Statistically, you should always win the same number of bets you lose. It's not correct every time, but statistically it should be. And based on that assumption, you can choose a percentage of your total bankroll to use for each bet. You can select any percentage, but it is recommended to use one to 5% of your bankroll on every bet for this strategy. Next, we'll be going over the Labruche system. The Labruche system splits your bet into several wager amounts. Think about it like this. You have a set amount that you are willing to bet and you divvy it up to avoid risking it all at once. If you keep losing, you'll keep adding to your wager until you run out. If you win, you'll cross off both the first and last units. Experts don't really recommend this betting pattern because it can become costly quickly, which can leave your pocket very frustrated. This last one is sort of a funny strategy I found. It is called the Fibonacci system. Using this method, you'll increase your bets based on the Fibonacci sequence. Start by choosing your betting unit. A unit is just the amount of money you're going to be placing at once. This is typically recommended as two to 3% of your bankroll. So the Fibonacci sequence starts with zero, but ignore that number and start with the second number, which is one. The sequence goes as follows 1 1 2 3 5 8 13 21 and 34 and then it goes on and so on and so forth then choose a unit to use so the way it goes is like this place your first bet of one unit on something but it loses then you place another single unit on a bet and that also loses your third bet you place will be two units this time and say you win that one. So then you move down a unit because it hit. But if it were to keep losing, you would keep increasing your units. I would definitely not recommend this betting system because you could easily find yourself down a lot of money. I think that just about wraps up this segment. Let's get into our picks of the week. All right, Mark, you want to start us off? Sure, I'll start us off. So for my picks, I have three NBA games for tomorrow that I'm, I'm probably going to parlay. You don't have to, but I'm thinking about taking the Bucks money line over the Atlanta Hawks, the Cleveland Cavaliers money line against the Golden State Warriors. Uh, I like the Cavs in this one because they are playing pretty well right now and they're at home. And then also the Suns money line over the Kings. Well, those are some good bets. I mean, good luck to you on that parlay. I hope it hits. Um, for me, I was just looking through and I actually found a, a game for tomorrow. So me being Lakers fan I am, I I decided I'm going to be taking the Lakers spread at plus five and a half versus the Celtics. I know it's a bit risky. The Lakers are, are kind of wounded. They've been wounded for a while, but, um, you know, they've been they've been pulling games out of nowhere and I have no idea how they've been winning, but um, they've been they've been stealing some games. So let's see if it happens tomorrow against the Celtics. Good luck with that one. 
All right, so that about wraps us up for here today. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Next episode, we'll talk about the most profitable bets from this past sports year and get into a discussion on some of the unconventional sports as well as some of the ways to bet safely. Thanks, everyone, and don't forget to join us next week for our final episode. Thanks, guys. This podcast was produced by Zach Chulo. You can reach me through my email at chuloz8 at students.rowan.edu. Also check out the Borough Bets website located at www.borobetspodcast.wordpress.com.